So then, just like we all drew it up, Argentina's still alive because of a Marcus Rojo screamer with his non-favored foot. Yeah. Yeah, you were sleeping on Argentina. You've been sleeping on that for so long. Calling out all the things that have gone wrong. Yeah, they've been going wrong, but it's Argentina. They got it done. They got it done. How can I be characterized as sleeping on them? I think I was proven correct in sleeping on them. Was I not? Sure, but they got through. By the absolute skin of their teeth. Did they deserve to go through? I don't know. They did. The answer to that question is no. Poor poor, poor Nigeria. Poor, poor Nigeria. Nigeria. Poor, I- not really poor Iceland. No, they Iceland were, were didn't. really good enough. No, they didn't. They had some chances in the first half there. Yeah. This is the World Cup After Dark podcast on the World Football Index. I'm Austin Miller. He's Amit Malik. And Amit, Argentina are still in this competition whether they deserve to be or not. Yeah, they're here. They got it done. They just got the goal. Messi was great. Marcus Rojo, of all people, pops up in the box. Taken like a striker. Volley right out of the air into the, into the corner. They got to feel good. They got to match up with France. They have nothing to lose. France is the favorite. They made it. People were counting them out. Now they just got to go play. They could do it. France go France. Also, they're France, so Argentina might win that match. And somehow this ragtag group of players that don't deserve to be anywhere near the quarterfinals of the World Cup could be in the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Did you see a different Argentina today? Because I'm not sure I really did. No, no, I did. I thought they looked much better in the midfield. Okay, but they better I, circling the ball out wide, playing some good through balls, and overloading the box. They didn't look lost for ideas in the final third. They looked lost in the back still. Yeah, well, they, they're not good at playing out of the back. Uh, they just shouldn't do it. They don't need to do it. That's not their strength. I thought Benega was a welcome addition. He was probably Argentina's second best player today behind Messi. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, uh, I think so. Benega was good. They should have started him against Iceland. Yeah. Don't know why they didn't. Messi got his goal. Uh, faded in and out at other parts of this match, but was there when needed. And then Marcus Rojo. He's a defender. You know who's not really good anymore? Javier Mascherano. Javier Mascherano. He did not look good this game. No, he has not looked good this tournament. He has not looked good in the past, like, two years for Argentina. He was really poor. Yeah, he he was. He, he had the blood on his face. You know, soldier, just carrying on through. But he just looked a step off. Clearly can't handle the pace. I'd be very wary about playing him against France, especially because he's in a midfield role. Um, It's just weird. I don't know. He he doesn't look great. No, he doesn't. But he's he's talented. Not really anymore. Yeah. Here's the thing about Nigeria today for me as we talk about Group D. On today's show, we're going to break down the four groups that have finished up. We didn't miss all that much on Sunday. We haven't done a podcast since then. You were busy moving, which I know you're just ecstatic about. Yeah, love to move. Yeah, it's really fun, isn't it? Just the best, especially right during a World Cup. Yeah. All you could want. On Sunday, Panama and England played, but I don't think we need to talk about what happened there, do we? Harry Kane, he scores what he wants. Oh, my My guy, he got the worst hat trick in World Cup history. (laughs) Two penalty kicks and a deflection he didn't mean to score. Yeah. You got to feel good. He's in the record books. Yeah. So we'll leave... What happened on Sunday on Sunday? We'll break down the four groups that have finished. Talk a little bit about the four groups still to come. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about the round of 16. We'll see where it goes. 
Yeah. But my problem with Nigeria today, Amit, is I just didn't think they asked enough questions of Argentina. No. And that backline has shown themselves to be poor, and I just thought Nigeria should have been able to do more than what they did. And because they didn't, they're going home. And they got a soft but probably correct penalty. Really the only thing that went in their favor. And then they had one chance that Frank Armani made a save on. But other than that, you can't really think of any dangerous chances they had. No, I can't. The one had, bomb that went over the crossbar. Yeah, they had a good... They crossed it on a counterattack, and he it put his foot through it. It didn't really go to a corner. It just went straight up. It was frustrating for them because you know Argentina's backline was suspect. You could tell, like, a few times Musso would get in space, and he looked really dangerous. But they didn't get enough of that. And I think Argentina's press gets some of the credit in the midfield for kind of limiting the counterattack, but... You also have to, you know, kind of fault Nigeria for not going at it. They didn't send enough numbers forward. They didn't have enough possession of the ball. Argentina, I think, what, 65% possession Sounds or so? Sounds right, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good enough for Nigeria. And they, you know, you feel bad for them, but in a game where a, a draw gets you through, they did not go for it. And you have to, you just have to show more going forward. You know who's really happy that Marcus Rojo scored that belter? Gonzalo Higuain. Yeah. And the narrative. Can't score big moments. Oh, boy. I have no idea what Sampaoli was doing starting both Higuain and Di Maria in this match. We knew it wasn't going to work, and guess what? It didn't really work. I thought Di Maria was fine. He was fine. Higuain was... Higuain was not good in the finishing, but he gives them a better dimension because he holds the ball up, which Aguero doesn't do. I know Aguero's a better player. Who starts against France for you? Higuain. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't need to score. Yeah, but you'd also like someone who can score. I think they need him to hold the ball up against France. Aguero doesn't help the way they play. Okay. All right, if you say so. So Argentina are through. Nigeria are out. The other result in this group, Croatia 2, Iceland 1. Iceland gave it a real go here. And even once Argentina had scored, there was a 5-7 to seven minute stretch there where an Iceland goal would have still seen them out of the World Cup. Then Croatia got the second, and that was the end of that. At the end of the day, Iceland were simply just not good enough. But yeah, they fought hard. Yeah, they threw numbers forward. They played like Nigeria should have. They, you know, really attacked Croatia's goal. You know, give the Croatia keeper credit. Kalinic, he made a lot of big saves. But I think you just saw the lack of quality in the final third. It Iceland seemed like their, it. their entire game plan was crowd as many people close to the goal line as possible and then just throw the ball up there and maybe it will ricochet in. It felt very mid-2000s stokish. Is that a fair... You just say that because they had to do the threw the ball in really far. I mean... Yeah, yeah you're Rory DeLapp yeah. comp. Rory DeLapp in the backroom staff now for Stoke. Is Under he? new manager... Wow. Gary Rowett. That's I don't know who that is. Managed Darby last year. So, oh, so yeah, Rory DeLapp is back, so... Long throws are coming back in style, yeah. Stoke City. Yeah, it felt bad for Iceland, but they didn't really do anything. They in got, the world they Cup. had their moment. Yeah, they, they tied, held they Argentina, tied Argentina, Argentina. To a, a game where Argentina actually should have scored two or three goals. Nothing really to take away here for Croatia. They heavily rotated their eleven. They made sure that they don't head to the round of sixteen with any suspension questions. Gives Latko Dalic, their manager, credit for that. They even got a win, so they actually won all three of their matches here. How yeah, far can Croatia go? Yeah, they've been one of the most impressive teams at the World Cup, and you have to feel good about their chances against Denmark. I think Denmark is solid and not a team that's going to be easy, but they should be favored. 
And if they win that, they get to play, you know, the winner of Spain-Russia. You'd think Spain, you, maybe there's some hoodwinking going on. Maybe Russia gets through. But if it's Spain, Spain has been looked really that suspect. vaunted Spanish defense, man. Yeah, I know. I said they'd be so vaunted, and look what happened. It's all right. You said Messi and Ronaldo wouldn't get out of the group stage. I was really close on both of them, actually. I was literally one shot away in each match from that prediction coming true. So I feel I feel better about that prediction than you should feel about your Spain defense prediction. Yeah, well. Yeah. It's also right. your red card prediction. There's, two, there's still time for Belgium, England. In Belgium, England, there's a, the only reason there's an incentive to get a red <laughs> no, card. The red card is going to be because both those teams want to finish last second in the group, which is just a farce, but more on that later. Anything else on Group D? This was a really fun final day. The energy was there. Oh, yeah, it was both great. Those matches. It was especially from 60th minute on or so. It's what you it love was, about those simultaneous games. Yeah, kickoffs. it was nerve wracking for all the sides involved. Credit to Argentina, they did it. I know you're mad. Argentina hater over here. I'm furious. So undeserved. Give me more. Be better, Nigeria. Be better, Iceland. Um, All right, let's shift then to the next dramatic group, which was Group B. Iran 1, Portugal 1, Spain 2, Morocco 2. Draws that send Spain through in first, Portugal through in second. But the final 15 minutes here, Amit, was sheer insanity. VAR is bad, but also good. It takes too long, and then the time didn't get added back on. Did Iran get jobbed? No, because they still had a chance from point-blank no. range. No. In stoppage time. You take If you told an Iranian fan, or you told that player or Carlos Caros, that all you need is one goal to get to the knockout round, and you have a striker in the box from nine yards away on his left foot, he just needs to put it in target, he would have said yes every day of the week. And what happened? Side, Side netting. netting. Couldn't do it. Portugal, for all their doing Portugal stuff, were vulnerable in the back. Yeah. Godos was that striker for Iran who was in the substitute and, yeah. yeah. Side netting. Or maybe it wasn't sorry for it. I don't know. Whoever it was, you wish that that would have gone in. Should Ronaldo have been sent off? Ah, uh, you can't really punch people. <laughs> you just can't. But I'm all here for Ronaldo staying in because he's Ronaldo. That's Quaresma. Fun. Ricardo Quaresma. Dude, he does one I'm thing. I'm pretty sure if you go to the preview podcast for Portugal, I said that Ricardo Quaresma would score with the outside of his right foot because that's what he does. Now, me saying that is not a bold prediction. Like, that's literally what he does. I'm so glad the rest of the world got to see him do what he does best. Just a beautiful goal. I'm going to miss Iran in this tournament. They were fun. Uh, it was right there. It was all right there. I felt like they, sh- they should have had like two or three more minutes at the end of that match to go for it, right? Yeah. Six minutes given. They only played seven. VAR took three at the start. Yeah, you got to get an extra minute, at least a minute. Absolutely should have been another minute, two or three down the stretch of that. But Portugal are through, and they're still Portugal, right? Yeah, I think the the thing is Portugal versus Uruguay is such an interesting matchup because neither of their sides really want the ball. They don't really want the ball the way they play. It's so, in, it's interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into this in a second. The Uruguay of the first two matches against Portugal doesn't entice you, but, the, but they played yeah. really well against Russia. And that Uruguay, you probably take them to beat Portugal. They're probably a little favored, yeah. But will that be the Uruguay who shows up? Yeah, also... The more Uruguay gets the ball and goes at Portugal, the, the more, more Portugal likes that. 
The thing is, Uruguay's defense is actually good. Like, their center backs are actually good. Portugal is a defensive team, but their defenders are actually bad. Right. Sorry, Pepe. Sorry, Jose Font. Sorry, uh, Carvalho. No, no Carvalho sits in front. He sits in front. He's actually not old. But Rafael he, Guerrero. Guerrero should be a good player. I was really high on him. He's looked terrible this World Cup. <laughs> it's been not great. It's been not great for him. So Portugal move on. Iran are out. And also Morocco, Spain, 2-2. Credit Morocco. They showed up for this match and yeah. wanted to play spoiler. Norden Amrabat. Norden Amrabat. He's is- definitely getting shipped somewhere. It's going to pay too much for him. Where, sorry, not sorry, he's going to be out of shape for 30 of your 38 regular season. Or not regular season. What is just your matches. Your matches. League matches. He's just going to be out of shape because that's what he does. I saw him play at Watford, and he was not in shape. And then they sent him to Leganes. Yeah, and he turned it around. And now he's back. No, give Morocco credit. You know, they fought with pride. They got two good goals. You know, Spain gave them away. Just gave them away. They did. You yeah. know who scored for Spain? Yago Aspas. Golden boot candidate right yeah, there. He's, he's got one his, on the board. Making his he's got one on the board. Campaign. I still feel so weird with Spain. They've never answered any of the questions we've had, but they still finish top of their group. So, like... They're still scoring goals. Yeah. Their offense is fine, but their defense... I think if you... I think what what I, I kind of learned from following some people on Twitter and watching is they're asking their defenders to do too much. They have Ramos and Pique play like 50 yards away from each other, and their fullbacks press up so high... So if they lose the ball, it's you're asking two people to defend pretty much an entire half of the pitch, which, sorry, like Ramos and Pique could be two of the best five defenders in the world. They're still not good enough to do that. And De Gea has had a slight case of the yips, so... Has not been great. Yeah, I think for Spain, I don't think this should be an issue against Russia, but they play a good enough team. They need to play more balanced. They yeah. need more defense... I don't think they can play Iniesta and Busquets. They're a little too old, too slow in the midfield to run their press. Uh, I'd love to see some Koke or Saul in there instead. Iniesta, you know, maybe you play him a half, I, I think. But they need more balance. They need to protect their back line. Because if they play a competent counterattacking team like Portugal, they will get roasted. Yeah, I... I don't know. Spain just haven't really convinced yet. Yeah. I, I, I like their offense, and they've shown that Costa can bang in some goals like by bruising it. Aspas can play the style they want. Their midfield moves the ball around, but... The defense just hasn't been on point yet. It has This competition. And I've been approaching this tournament as what happens when you have to play a big team in a big match, and Spain that has time's not, coming. It's coming. Yeah. So Spain has not answered that question. Lucky for them is that if they have to like their draw, they beat Russia, a team they think they should be handily, they should be favored against Croatia. Yeah. So they have the a... semifinal. They, they might still be they, able to it, not answer that question that you've been asking until the semifinals. Yeah, so... I don't know. Not happy with them, but at least they got through, and, you know, it's not... I, you, you can't underplay how hard it is to do that with the manager thing that happened before yeah. the Cup. So credit to them. Maybe Russia or Croatia will be good enough to ask something. Um, all right, do you want to have the VAR talk? I don't... You don't want to have the VAR talk? I do not want to have the right, VAR talk. No, we can have it. You go first. I know you You. You have more to say about it than I do. I'm, I just, like, I can't be... All right, here's my thing about VAR. Yeah. If we're going to have this stupid system, and firstly, we shouldn't have this stupid system, 
But if we are going to collectively agree that we're going to have this system, then let's use it. And let's make sure that everything that's a penalty is a penalty. So when Alexander Mitrovic is wrestled down by two people in the box, that's a penalty. VAR should absolutely be calling referees over to do that. And unless we get to that point, I think it's useless to have VAR because we're still just in the same subjective spot. VAR should be reviewing everything that is potentially match-changing. That includes yeah. every penalty. So let's do that. Secondly, let's be a little more efficient about this because we had two incidents on Monday with VAR where it took upwards of three minutes for the officials to be sent over to the monitor. That came in Saudi Arabia, Egypt, which nobody cared about and nobody watched, but it also came in Iran, Portugal, which everybody cared about and everybody watched. So let's get VAR right if we're going to use it. If we're not going to get it right, let's not have it. Yeah, my thing is they've already called more penalties than ever. I th- or I don't know about ever, but in a while yeah. in this World Cup. And they're still missing some, right? If you're yeah. going to try to get every penalty, you can't miss when people are tackled in the box. Today in the match in Argentina-Nigeria, I didn't think that the handball was one. Good on VAR for not, VAR for not getting it. I didn't think the hold was one, but that's okay, okay. It could have been, right? But they've been missing a lot worse. And I get, I think Alexi Lala said, oh, it's not about context. If in other matches it wasn't, it doesn't mean it's not one here. Well, let's have some consistency. And I didn't think the kick was one, but that was the closest to being one, in my opinion. You can't really kick someone in the face. Yeah. I thought he got the ball first. Whatever. You have to call all of them. If yep. we're going to start calling all these penalties, you, I feel so bad for Serbia. Yeah. Mitrovic got rugby tackled in the box. And isn't that the point of VAR to get all the ones we can't get? And imagine if the referee today wasn't looking right at Mascherano. That one goes uncalled. Yep. And I I mean, okay, I could say I think it should have been uncalled, but if you're going to call that, you have to call the ones that are worse consistently this tournament. You can't simply say that this is not going to be a penalty when it should be a penalty. And if you have the system in place, why is it not being used? Yeah. That's my question. I get that VAR is looking at all of these plays, but that's a clear-cut penalty. Isn't that what the definition of the system is? Harry Kane getting tackled twice by Tunisia. Yeah, that- Those are penalties. Alexander Mitrovic getting tackled. Just It's a penalty. And if you have this yeah. stupid system, use it. I, I, You know what? Like I'm frustrated with the system in the sense, I think you've said this, that it doesn't eliminate the human part of it. No. You still, the, the decisions in the box are 85% of the time all subjective. You still have human element. And it comes down to, well, how do we interpret this? And I get that, okay, VAR allows you, but if you're still missing some that are obvious, what's the point? Yep. And I would rather it go back to less penalties being called. And maybe that's, that's unfair to me to say. The ones that it's gotten right, they've gotten right. But I think it's frustrating that... I also think... I think the some of the best takes I've seen is that, honestly, FIFA needs to reevaluate its rule book. Yeah. Because I think VAR, what it's highlighted is, if we're going to look at all these situations, there are some clear problems in the box on what's a foul. Do we call things differently in the box? Answer, yes. Are we missing things? What's this initiative on corner kicks to stop grabbing when you only do it sometimes and then people get tackled other times? I think FIFA has to look at that. And maybe, you know, if you have a clear and consistent rule book, then VAR can work. But it's there's so much gray area, and it's 
already reared its ugly head in some some places. And you know it has to be infuriating for the team that it's affecting. Yeah, Serbia has got to feel terrible. England, okay, they get they get they're fine, but right, Iran. You know, well, I, yeah. we said they, I said they didn't get job, but they got jobbed. Right. <laughs> like, they did. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's tough. And, you know, I totally am forgetting calls right. Like, I think the people that support VAR, that's their intention. And I don't want to say that that's not our intention, but. It's not my intention. I don't care about getting yeah, calls right. I know you don't care. I think we should get calls right. But I also think. If like we're going to try game, to get calls right, game, let's get them right. The game has to flow. The game has to be a game. We can't can't ruin it. I don't know. It, it, it just feels weird. Yeah. Uh, quickly into Group C, France nil, Denmark nil. Thanks, guys. Really great match. Real entertaining. Both really went for it, didn't you? How you feeling, France and Denmark? Congrats. You made the round of 16. Australia I nil. I think the XG was 0.2 to 0.3. Seriously? Yeah. That's a it means, uh, for those who not, don't understand, it means no one scored, came close to scoring, wanted to score. Jeez, that's rough. Uh, Australia nil, Peru 2. That was the Peru we expected to see. A shame that it came in their final match when they were already eliminated. Yeah, it's tough luck for Peru. At least Perio, they hit. Did you see that hit? Yeah, dude. No, those, that was nice. Both the goals were nice. Yeah, they were. But um, credit to Peru. I think it, it was an achievement for them to make it. And they played in a way that didn't disappoint anyone. No, but you, it's due. You could have expected more. Yeah, you they do really feel should like have, they should have had more based on how they played. Like, yeah. Does Denmark really deserve to go through? I mean, no. For, I think they do. All right, fine. that's fine. Whatever. That match they're not special me, though. They're not like that match just has me mad. I, I think I think that. Peru made the mistake of giving too much space on the counter to yep. a team that if wasn't they weren't good they were competent. Yep. Sure. Uh, anything else you want to say on Group C? Good riddance, France and Denmark. I hope you're no. I think if we're staying in theme of talking about the big teams and their issues, France played about sixty minutes of football where they answered their questions against Peru. Yep. And I think they have the press. I think they have the attack. I think they have it in them. But I'm not convinced. And Argentina is one hundred percent the type of team. That's going to frustrate them and find a way to get under their skin. So here's the thing on France. One, that matchup on paper against Argentina should be 5 or 6-1. They should do to Argentina what Spain did to Argentina in March. They should just rip to shreds that back line. And they should be passing it into the back of the net with ease on numerous occasions during that match. Counterpoint, they are France and Didier Deschamps gives you absolutely 0% confidence. I think he could one totally nil get Argentina t- Messi winner in the 108th minute. He could totally get the tactics wrong for this. Yeah, totally because Argentina is a very fickle side, and you could there's a lot of ways to play against them that you know makes them hurt. But there's also like you could leave space for them. You could miss Mark Messi. You could not understand that even though they look bad, they have players that can hurt you. I could see them missing the point. Also, they're France, so they're probably yeah. Low. I don't know. It'd be it'd be fitting if France beat Argentina and then Portugal did a redo of Euro 2016 against them. Be unfortunate. Ronaldo gets a second yellow in Uruguay in a 1-0 win, has to sit out, and France still loses to Portugal. You heard it here first. You're kind of excited for that. Now, oh, that makes me so excited. <laughs> uh, finally, Group A, Russia, th- uh, sorry, Uruguay 3, Russia nil. Russia are bad again a bit. 
Yeah, look, the doping can only get you so far. It doesn't matter if you can run more if you only have ten men. <laughs> look, I if you came here and you think I'm serious about this, like... You are. I am. Yeah. I think Russia's doping and it's not really, like, a secret. Okay. But the doping only takes you so far. The running only takes you so far. Uruguay look good. Uruguay, Uruguay look good. Their striker link-up play looks real clean. They know what they're doing. They're clicking. I don't this think was it, good to see for Uruguay, yeah, I think. If they can replicate this, there's certainly a team yeah. you can see make the semifinals. Um, it'll be tough against Portugal. But Russia, I think Spain will be a little out of their league. Yes. Yeah, I think I agree with that. But, look. We saw Spain make mistakes. Yeah, look. And Russia getting to the round of 16 is probably a right about where you would have expected them to get. Yeah, and, and I don't think they've disappointed themselves. Yeah, they played well in two matches and against they played bad teams. They played hard against Uruguay until yeah. the red card. Yeah, they they they're are what they good. are. Yeah, they're not good, but they're making up for it. And Igor Akinfeyev is also not good. No, I I take back that take. That's <laughs> <laughs> a bad take. That's a real bad take. Your Igor Akinfeyev preview was ah, hey, he's good. Yeah, man, he's not good. No, he's not. No, no. Uh, it, I mean. I would love for... It'll be a tough game for Spain because it's a home team and a knockout match. But Yeah, but also, like, can Russia get the ball from Spain? No. But, hey, they can run. That's how you beat the press. You they just can chase, run. You chase the ball. They can run. Maybe Tiki Taka won't tire them out. It probably will. <laughs> uh, final match, Saudi Arabia 2, Egypt 1. The Green Falcons get three points. Not good news for Panama. Panama has seen this result. And their only hope is to get a is point. That th- their only hope is that the critics have turned so hard on Egypt. Yeah, <laughs> Panama's in trouble. If Panama gets a point though. Egypt's got zero. Yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah, Panama can finish in front of them. Um, <laughs> this match was surprisingly kind of entertaining. I I I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch. Well, you. Pr- I mean, like it takes a type of person to watch. Are you surprised that I did? No. Man, no, this is right I, up I eat this stuff up. Yeah. Bad football that is meaningless? Oh, give it to me. Give it to me in large quantities. Um, goodbye, Saudi Arabia. Juan Antonio Pizzi somehow got a contract extension from this World Cup and is now going to manage Saudi Arabia through the Asian Cup. So, what? congrats, Juan. He doesn't know the players. <laughs> Maybe I'll like to learn them now. Uh, also a good time to bring up at Saudi NT underscore English, the English feed of the Saudi Arabian national team. They may be out of the World Cup, Amit, but they are not done yet. Today, the theme of tweets from them was literary authors and football. So we've got quotes from Galliano, Darwish, Camus, Sartre, and Mansour. Would you like me to read one for you? You say Sartre? Sartre, yeah. Who is that? <laughs> Can you spell that for me? S-A-R-T-R-E. Yeah, that's not how you pronounce Sartre. Sartre? Who is that? Uh, he's a French philosopher. I've studied him in existentialism. Yeah, well, how do you say it? You don't know either. Uh, Sartre. Sartre? No, 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 no. Sartre? I think it's... Sartre? All right, I'm going to... My French is good. First of all, you speak Portuguese. They don't follow Portuguese, see? They don't follow Francois. Here. Yeah? This is... Oh, wow, that Sartre. was... Sartre? Sartre. Sartre. No, that's what I said. No. <laughs> All right, which one would you, which one do you want me to read? Oh, hold on, say the other guys because I've we've got Galliano, Eduardo okay. Galliano. Yeah. Oh, he's the Uruguayan poet. Okay. He said this is a good quote. He said Maradona plays like the ball is stuck to his boot, but Messi plays like the ball is inside his sock. Okay. Okay. That's that's not the quote that they went with. Okay. We've got Mahmoud Darwish. No, I don't know. 
Camus. I know. I like Camus. Another existentialist. Yeah. The Plague. Great book. Go read it. And eh, Anis Mensour. No, Mensour. I want to hear it. Let me hear some Camus. You want? Okay, well, the Camus is the shortest one. So yeah, great. We'll, we'll give you two. You get yeah. a two for one. Okay. Here's the Camus quote. This was tweeted out by the official account of the Saudi Arabian national team. Why? I have no idea. But they've been doing this all tournament. Completely irrelevant tweets in English. You want to hear the slash on this? Yeah. Two and two. Two retweets, two favorites. Well, what's the audience for Saudi Arabian English? You? I, me, apparently. Yeah, all right, let's hear All right, we've cool. got from Camus. Everything I have learned in life, I learned from football. <laughs> Nicely made up graphic and everything. Yeah? Hey, football's an existentialist game. He wrote, a, he wrote an essay on Sisyphus, pushing the ball up. Yeah. The rock up never gets there. Isn't that what football is for, like, 90% of the teams? Yeah. That's what it is for, for France. All right, do you want Mahmoud Darwish's quote, too? Yeah. All right. Mahmoud Darwish says, and this is a this is again on the Saudi Arabian national team in English Twitter feed. This one got four favorites. <laughs> Football. What is this captivating madness that is able to announce its aim for innocent pleasure? What is this madness that is able to relieve the brutality of the war and to stop fear for an hour and a half? What does this have to do with anything, Saudi Arabia? No, 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 no. He's talking. Remember, you know, the Christmas football game between the German and the England in England. World War One. Why is the Saudi Arabian national team tweeting this out now? Football unites us all, Austin. You're out of the World Cup. I would love a new podcast, World Cup After Dark After Dark, where we talk about football through an existentialist lens. <laughs> it all is meaningless. No. <laughs> See, that's an existentialist thought that we could prove wrong. Oh, my gosh. So Saudi Kim, Arabia... Kim would disagree with you. Would he? Yeah, he, his whole point is life's not meaningless. Okay. There's no nihilism here. Saudi Arabia are out of the World Cup, but their Twitter feed is apparently not. So stay we'll tuned, see what they got tuned. for us for the next two and a half weeks. It could get better. Stay tuned. I'll, I'll look up some more existentialist quotes about football. Thank you, Amit. Thank you. Um, all right, we've got a couple more minutes here on this week on yeah. today's show. We've talked about the four groups that we've seen. We, we looked at four more groups. Well, you want to look at the four more yeah, groups? Yeah, let's look at the four more groups. You're All listening. Right. You could get a little preview for the next two days okay. of madness. One of the groups will be bad. That is the group that features two teams trying not to win. Yeah. And two teams out of it. Yeah. That's Shout out Group G. What up, England and Belgium? Yeah. Yeah, you better watch Panama-Tunisia. That is unquestionably going to be Oh, the I'm going to watch. That's yeah. a big time. It's a huge match. Shout Panama out to Beloy. That was great to see. That actually put us in this England-Belgium situation. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. Yeah, I would... Deli Ali should stay out of this game. You think so? Yeah. Jan yeah. Vertonghen had already tweeted something about all the familiar faces on the other side of the field. <laughs> Jan's <laughs> out for blood. Jan's out for blood because he's really bad at Harry scoring on him some garbage goals and trading for the last five years. Yeah. And Toby Alderweireld, like I've said many times, wants out of yeah. Tottenham. I've got a trade for you. you got a trade? i got a trade for you. <laughs> okay. Toby Alderweireld to Stoke. Yeah. You and can Kevin Wimmer. Yeah, you can have Kevin Vimmer back. I've been trying to sell Kevin Vimmer to everybody, and nobody's taking. You know what's really impressive is that we bought Kevin Miller for 8 million euros, and you bought him for 20 million. You, 
What what in his year and a half at Tottenham said, I think his value has went up 12 million euros? Was it the Europa League matches where he couldn't keep a clean sheet? His value has not only just doubled, it has gone up by two and a half times. I don't know, man. Stoke made some poor purchases. Gianelli and Bula is not with the Look, club anymore. You could have Toby, but he's not going to play the championship. He's mad about Tottenham's wage system because they do the thing where they don't... They don't pay their guys like a ton of money. Do you, do you want Kevin Vimmer though? No, I don't. I don't. No. Who, who's going to want? I'd Kevin rather Vimmer? have Vlad Kirikas. I think Kevin Vimmer's at some German squad. But okay, so that group. All right, we've covered yeah, that group. That's, that's it. That's it for group Kevin G. Vimmer getting offered back to Tottenham was all you get for that group. Yeah. Group H, very finely poised. Poland, yeah. the seeded team, are out of the World Cup after mm-hmm. Colombia looked good. Colombia Senegal. Colombia was a lot of fun. Colombia was a lot yeah. of fun. Colombia Senegal is a good looking match. It's pretty much winner goes through. Yep. And, and Japan tra- are also on four points. Yeah. They have a difficult task with Poland, even though they're out. That group is very nicely set up for entertainment purposes. I think it'll be a lot like today's match. Uh, today's matches. Like Argentina, Nigeria kind of replaced with Colombia Senegal yeah. and then Japan, Croatia. Japan, uh, Japan Poland. Iceland, Croatia. Sure. Same kind of scenario, almost, whatever. I think Senegal-Columbia is one of the matches to watch. It's yeah. going to be really good. Both sides like to go forward, like to have it, have at it. I think it'll be really interesting. And interestingly enough, Colombia's goal differential is in a good spot right now that a Japan lost to Poland could make a draw enough. So yeah. that is the type of situation where you could see, obviously, a lot changing as those matches go on. You saw today, Messi, once they found out that Croatia scored, that you know by that point the match was pretty much over. But you'll see those types of things happening, I think, in those matches. All right, let's head to tomorrow's action. Group F will start things off. Germany still in the World Cup, unfortunately. <laughs> Tony Cruz. Mexico have won twice but are somehow not through and could very legitimately be out of the World Cup tomorrow. Sweden still hanging around. And your boy, Hyunmin Sun, not out of the World Cup yet. Yeah, look. <laughs> so the drama is there if it can get there, yeah. right? But despite everything that's happened, you still favor Mexico and Germany to get through. Yes. Because Germany, if they beat South Korea team, they're favored to beat. Mexico gets any result against Sweden. That's the most likely scenario. Yeah. But rooting for anything else is infinitely more fun. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I would, I w- I would love for South Korea to get a result. It's improbable. It's improbable, but... South Korea... 2-0 South Korea, 1-0 for Mexico, South Korea are through. Yeah. Like, is it going to happen? No. Look, before Hyungman Son went to Tottenham, he played in at Bayer Leverkusen. He knows them. He knows them. He knows them. He knows these guys. It's true. Look. The rest of Korea, I hate to say it, is just not good. Can you name another player on Korea? I know yeah. who you're going to name. He's out injured. Key? Yeah, he's yeah. done. He's done. Um, no, 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 no. I'm going to refrain from yeah. answering that question. Good move. Good move. I, good move. I think I know a few other players, yep. but I don't. Sure. I get, I got I, I, I get the, I get the uh, nonverbal you're sending me right now. Yeah, all right. Okay. Um, I think, oh, man. I think I agree with you that this will probably yeah. go fairly straightforward. But Germany has, we talk about squad balance. I think they had the biggest squad balance issue of them all. Totally off against Mexico. Still off against Sweden, but Sweden wasn't good enough to get through, and they still had a few chances on the counter. You know, Korea likes the counterattack. Yeah, so. I'm excited that South Korea heads to this match with something to play for. I think this yeah. will make this group more entertaining. 
Mexico losing to Sweden is not out of the realm of possibility, is it? No, we've talked about that Mexico could definitely fold in a big match. They didn't do it against South Korea. Credit to them for getting six points out of six, but they're not out of the woods yet, and Sweden, as we as we saw, is a very disciplined side. They're not going to roll over, and they have a lot to play for, too, so they're going to go full tilt at Mexico. I do think, though, that the way Mexico plays does not help Sweden. Mexico's going to defend. They're not going to go leave space for Sweden to attack into. Mexican's gonna be, Mexico's going to be very balanced, very solid and organized, and I don't think that helps Sweden that needs counterattacking space. Ooh, I just found what I want to happen in this group. Yeah? I want Germany to beat Korea by a goal and Sweden to beat Mexico 2-1 to because then Germany's out of the World Cup yeah, on goal scored. That's your best uh, I would. I, w- I would prefer that. That'd be fun. I'd be down for that. Well, can you imagine if Mexico uh, Mexico sees Germany is winning by one? Nah, it's too risky. You can't. You, no, can't. you can't. No, no, you really can't. I was. There was a moment in Portugal and Spain's group day where if Spain was losing to Morocco, Portugal could have let Iran score and then knock out Spain. But then they would have gotten burned because Spain yeah. ended up scoring yeah, and yeah. Portugal would yeah. have been out of the world. That's why you don't do that. Yeah, it's just so risky to try to play. I just oh, love... Also, dueling 2-1 results might send Mexico through. I think that would go... Yeah, that would go to fair play points. So, you never know. Um, okay. All right. Well, there you go. There's some intrigue. We'll see. Yeah. Group E, Brazil favored to go through, as are Switzerland. But anything can happen. Serbia have something to play for. Costa Rica do not. Yeah, I think it hurts that Switzerland has to play a team with nothing to play for that prides itself on playing defensively and doesn't have to do it anymore. So I think Switzerland can should get through pretty comfortably. And Serbia, you know, win... Win they're in. Win and they're in, but the task is tall. And Brazil is motivated. That being said, Brazil hasn't looked up to nope. it so far. They it took them 90-plus minutes to break through Costa Rica. Serbia, I think, is a little less organized than Costa Rica and a little less defensive. But they offer something going forward. They're very tall. Strikers might give Brazil some problems. Not that Brazil is lacking in the air. Mm. I think their defense is their best their best thing. But I don't know. I, I'm doubting that it'll be interesting, but you have to watch. Brazil Brazil feels like they should get through. A draw is enough for Brazil here yeah. because they would ensure that they finish in front of Serbia regardless of what happens with Switzerland. There is the possibility that second place could be the better result for Brazil, depending on the matchups that happen earlier tomorrow. We'll see if that comes yeah. into play. I mean, you were saying it's not. I don't it. think Brazil will do that, but there is a lot of scuttle that the right side of the knockout stage bracket is going to be significantly weaker than the left side of it. And given that second place could dump Brazil into that right side, Look, I don't think that Brazil would play for second. I think they're too much on the edge to do that. But it could cross the minds and it could become a possibility. So watch this space, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, you got anything else? No. Should be fun. We still have two Kane. more days. Harry Kane. Stop. And Golden boot, baby. The worst. Just the worst. He's five goals. He scored five goals and there has not been one that made you say, wow, good goal. Great job, Harry. I mean, his penalties were well taken, but, like, whatever. You'd expect that. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah. Harry Kane's He's going to win. He's going to win the golden boot. 
creating. Follow us on social media for the latest from us, as well as the World Football Index for all the latest from us there as well. That'll do it for us. We'll be back later this week, probably Thursday or Friday, maybe both days. We'll let you know. We'll see. That's all from us. Thanks for listening, and goodbye.